But it's now time for the rural news with Sally Murphy. Kia ora Sally. Farmers and contractors are being urged to take extra care and reduce fire risk in dry areas. Kia ora Charlotte. They are. With plenty of hot sunny days this summer, some regions have tinder dry conditions. Fire and Emergency has fire bans in place in parts of Otago, Mackenzie, Canterbury, Marlborough and coastal Wairarapa and further restrictions across much of the South Island. National Wildfire Specialist Graham Still says crews have been busy dealing with large vegetation fires this summer with a cluster in North Canterbury most recently. He says most are caused by machinery sparks or old fires reigniting. The historic burns that haven't been put out properly is one of the main causes. And the other one is machinery where we're either the machinery's lacked, you know, a wee bit of maintenance or it's hit a rock which generated sparks, you know, during, um, you know, cropping or mowing. He says it's best to use heavy machinery early in the morning or late at night to reduce the risk of sparks. I know it's hard for, for farmers and contractors, you know, especially when they're baling or whatever they're doing, topping or, or mowing. But time of day is quite critical if you're using, you know, your mowers and your, and your tops, especially if we've got, like, you know, there's a bit of rock around, you're best not to do it, you know, in the middle of the day, right? You know, it's early morning, late at night type stuff, you know, time of day is critical. Graham still says farmers don't want to lose their crop or property to fire and most follow the fire restrictions, but better awareness of the risks is key. The Ministry of Primary Industries has responded to seven heat stress complaints so far this summer. National Manager of Animal Welfare Gray Harrison says all cases involved parked stock trucks. But he says MPI inquiries found no animal welfare offences and all the trucks were parked in safe areas and not overexposing the animals to heat. Mr Harrison says anyone who is aware of animal ill treatment or cruelty should report it to the MPI Animal Welfare Complaints Hotline. To other news, soft Chinese demand has hit the value of New Zealand's primary industry exports industry exports. New stats NZ figures show the country's annual good exports fell by 4.5% or $3.3 billion to just under $69 billion in the year end of December. General Manager of Economic and Environmental Insights Jason Atterwell says major commodity exports led the fall. Meat exports were down a billion dollars compared to the previous year, from down a billion dollars to 8.8 billion. Dairy products were down a billion as well to 19.4 billion, and log exports were down about half a billion to 4.7 billion. So there's been there's absolutely been a price uh, impact on the falls there. So um, dairy products, the the prices have been falling. So we actually exported more but got less for it, and very similar with meat as well. Jason Atterwell says Cyclone Gabriel also had an impact on exports as apple, kiwifruit and wine orchards were hard hit. A Tasman kiwifruit grower says the crop is looking good ahead of harvest with the green vines holding strong yields. Thomas Brothers grows just shy of 70 hectares of kiwifruit in Riwaka. Kiwifruit manager Steve Thomas says they'll begin to pick the early gold varieties at the start of March. The green crop's looking really good. There's lots of numbers out there. Fruit shape is looking quite nice, so we're quite excited about that. The gold crop is tracking along nicely, but not comparatively as big as, as the green. So uh, they're, they're looking like tidy crops coming through. It doesn't look like there's going to be any major concerns for harvest, like um, 
because we've been able to stay on top of all the jobs with our labour supply. Canopies are looking nice and open, which means we should have good flavour and good dry matter, which we get paid on from Zespri. Steve Thomas says there's plenty of labour around this summer with lots of backpackers in the Tasman region. Across the Tasman, some Australian farmers are no longer supplying major retailers because of the widening gap between farm gate and supermarket prices. Claims that Coles and Woolworths have been marking up food prices have prompted an Australian Competition and Consumer Commission-led inquiry into the supermarket sector. Monique Steele reports. Northern Victoria vegetable grower Ross Marcelino told the ABC it costs him $2 a kilo to grow courgettes. The supermarket buys them for $2.40 and then sells them for nearly $7. He likens the markup to price gouging. Rachel Croucher, who manages a blueberry farm in northeast Victoria, stopped selling to the supermarkets two years ago. She's now selling her produce exclusively at farmers' markets, where she gets better returns. She says retail prices should be regulated. Woolworths Australia says the supermarket price of fruit and veg is determined by what it pays farmers for each variety, which changes throughout the year due to weather, seasonality, supply and demand. Here in New Zealand, the Commerce Commission is investigating whether certain pricing and promotional practices of Woolworths and foodstuffs comply with the Fair Trading Act. That's as it works through recommendations made in the 2022 market study of grocery competition in New Zealand. That's Monique Steele ending the rural news for today. Kia pai tora. Thank you very much, Sally Murphy there.